welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. There is a basic presupposition, Old and New Testament, that there are two opposing kingdoms on planet earth. And it is an assumed fact. It it is never questioned in scripture that there is a very real being, a fallen angel named Lucifer, that was thrown out of heaven and a third of the angels with him because he rebelled against Almighty God because he wanted to be God. And when he was thrown out of heaven, the atmosphere of planet Earth became his dwelling place and he established his own kingdom. And the fallen angels with him are the powers of that kingdom. They're called the prince of the power of the air. There's a second kingdom. And that kingdom is the kingdom of Almighty God. And again, the basic presupposition of Scripture is that there is an eternal being... That is from everlasting to everlasting. He has no beginning or ending of days. He has no mother or father. He is almighty God that has manifested himself in three persons. Namely the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. But Almighty God did a very amazing thing. After throwing Lucifer and a third of the angels out of heaven for rebellion, Almighty God came upon this planet and His presence upon this planet. He created earth. And he created an atmosphere that would sustain a new species that God was about to make. In other words, he created planet earth and all of its atmosphere for one supreme purpose. To sustain the life of a new creation that God was making. A species that had never existed, but was now going to exist. And he would create this new species and call them mankind. And they would be created male and female. And he would create them in his 
own image. Not only would he create them in his own image, he would give to them stewardship of everything he had created. They would be stewards of the atmosphere, stewards of the environment, stewards of the animal kingdom. But not only that, they would be the stewards of his kingdom. He would give them the authority to subdue and take dominion. Because his objective was that through this new species of being, mankind, he would crush the kingdom of Lucifer and his demons. So he created mankind. And he breathed into them the breath of life. And he said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, and take dominion. What an amazing thing. But, of course, all of that went sideways. Adam and Eve <clears throat> believed a lie. They believed the lie that God was cheating them. That they could be as God. Oh, wait a minute. Wasn't that what Lucifer exactly right? And so Lucifer, through his temptation, convinced Adam and Eve that they should commit high treason. And they did that. And so sin entered the human race. <clears throat> now there's an interesting thing about that. The human body that God gave to mankind does not have the capacity to handle sin. And so sin constantly makes the human body break down because it, has, it doesn't have the capacity for that. Now, the, the other thing that is very interesting is when a man or woman or a boy or girl will take their human body and live in righteousness, the body is more healthy. Curious, isn't it? And so when mankind sinned against Almighty God, they lost dominion, they lost the power to subdue, their body began to break down, their relationships began to break down, the environment began to break down, everything went south because mankind committed high treason. And so now, the prince of the power of the air became the rulers of the darkness of this world. But that's not the end of the story. The story continues because God gave a promise. He said, there's going to come a day when there will be one who is born of woman. And he will crush the head of Lucifer and the powers of darkness. And that's the whole story that we get into at Christmas time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up that story at Christmas time. But let me share with you something that is wonderful and amazing. <clears throat> Psalm chapter eight, verse four to eight, 
says this, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou didst make him a little lower than the angels. Thou didst place him over the work of thy hands. Thou left nothing that is not put under his hands. God's original design for mankind was that you and I would be a kingdom of priests. God's original design for mankind was that mankind would be divine royalty upon the earth filled with the presence of God that would rule and reign and extend the kingdom of God surrounding this globe. God created planet earth to be the location of his kingdom and his dominion. That the entire globe would be encompassed with the kingdom of almighty God and the human race would be the ambassadors of that kingdom. We would be royalty. That was God's original design. God created mankind to be royalty and sin destroys that. That's why sin is so horrible and so awful because it causes the human race to live beneath what God created the human race to be. Because of that, God made a decision. There was a decision among the Trinity of heaven. And Jesus Christ agreed to come to earth And become a man. And that he would become the last Adam. The first Adam in the garden of of Eden. Committed high treason. And plunged the human race into slavery to Satan and sin. But Jesus Christ would become the last Adam. And in the garden of Gethsemane. He would reverse everything the first Adam did. Because in the garden of Gethsemane. He would bring redemption to mankind. That would rescue him out of slavery. And restore him to God's original plan and destiny. And so the writer of Hebrews in chapter 2 said, It is written in a certain place, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou hast visited him? Thou made him a little lower than the angels, that had crowned him with glory and honor, has put him over the work of thy hands. In that he has put him over the work of thy hands, that is nothing that was not under him. But we do not yet see all things under him. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. Who suffered death. But was crowned with glory. That he might bring many sons into glory. And so Jesus Christ made it possible for mankind to be born again. And when he's born again, he becomes a whole new creation.
And in becoming a whole new creation, he is restored to that position God designed him to be originally. Because the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, that when we're born again, we are raised up and we're made to sit with Christ in heavenly places. And by sitting with Christ in heavenly places, we now become royalty again. And we now sit to rule and reign as kings and priests unto our God. Hallelujah. Now this royalty that is behind us, while they have great pomp and circumstance, and those two lower pictures of Prince Charles and Princess Di. That's in the city of Prague. Because in 1991, I was in the city of Prague with my oldest daughter, showing her the, the old city, the ancient old city uh, of Prague that was uh, uh, in the 1500s. The city of Prague was the, was the art center of the world. And uh, it's just a beautiful, gorgeous, ancient city. And they have the clock of the apostles there. And when it strikes on the hour, the apostles, all you watch the apostles all walk by while it's striking the hour. And uh, so I had Roz there to show her that. When suddenly, to our total surprise, here came Prince Charles and Princess Di. And the, the lower picture on the right is Princess Di shaking my daughter's hand. And, uh, but there, I mean, they have that great pomp and circumstance. But dear ones, I want to tell you, Though they are human royalty, they do not have anything like what a child of God has. Because their throne and their dominion is earthly and temporal. As anyone who's lived in the British Empire over the last 100 years can tell you, because the time when the sun never set on the British Empire... That has come to an end. And one day the throne of Great Britain will be no more. But you and I sit with Jesus Christ in a throne that is an eternal throne that will never be defeated. Because Jesus Christ sits forever upon the throne of David. And we sit with him. Amen. But... There's a problem with that. We have to learn how to be royalty. Kind of like this next slide. Bea Thermopolis had a real problem, didn't she? She had to learn how to become royalty, just like you and I have to learn how to become royalty. And now we're at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, that I asked you to go to. And in this chapter, we're going to read it together. Beginning at verse 
Did I tell you chapter 4? I'm sorry, it's chapter 8, beginning at verse 13. Chapter 4 is a whole other thing I've been studying. I apologize. Mark chapter 8, verse 13. Are you there? And he left them, and getting into a boat, again departed to the other side. Now the, the disciples had forgotten to take bread, and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It's because we've no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? Do you not remember when I spoke to you, or excuse me, when I broke the five loaves and five thousand? How many baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. Also, when I broke the seven for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, Seven. So he said to them, How is it you do not understand? Jesus was deeply concerned that his disciples did not understand the principles and the precepts of the kingdom of Almighty God. See, it's possible to be born again and to still be living under the principles and the precepts of this world and not under the principles and precepts of the kingdom of Almighty God. Jesus had been ministering in the region of Galilee when this event took place. During his time in the Galilee region, the Pharisees had been coming to him and doing their usual harassment and wanting him to give them a sign. He says, I'm telling you right now, there's not going to be a sign given to you. Because even if I give you a sign, you're not going to believe. And now he's with his disciples and they're not getting it. Because see, the kingdom of God is so contrary to our natural human reasoning. Our natural human reasoning is rooted and founded in the fallen nature. And God's kingdom is upside down to what we think is right side up. That's why I have this whole series that we just finished teaching on Wednesday nights, Living Right Side Up in an Upside Down World. And I've been working on a a new series of pamphlet books. They're just going to be small little pamphlet books entitled by that title. I've been working on that now for about almost 10 years, this series, uh, because I want to to release them out all at the same time. And, And it's a whole series of booklets on living right side up in an upside down world. And, and it's all based on this basic premises that we see in Isaiah that, that, what that God's kingdom and God's word is higher than ours. And that God's ways is higher than our ways. And when we as born again believers, when we live 
by the reasoning of this world, we actually are living upside down to Almighty God. And we can't figure out how come it's not working. And what we have to do is we have to get right side up with God and upside down with the world to make the kingdom of God work. Are you tracking with me? That's why if you go to the gospel of of Matthew chapter 13, would you do that? Go to the gospel of Matthew chapter 13. Jesus gives a parable. Now, let me give you a little clue here. And this is going to be something that you're going to understand as we finish up this series all the way through the end of the year. Almost all of Jesus' parables begin with these words. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto. And the reason is because Jesus is taking the the natural things that you and I would understand. Well, in particular, the people living in his day would understand. And he took the natural things and he used them to be an analogy of the spiritual kingdom. The kingdom of Almighty God. Because see, right now, the kingdom of Almighty God is a spiritual kingdom. It's in the hearts of men and women. Every one of you that prayed with me a few minutes ago and asked Jesus into your heart, you're now in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is in you. Because it's a spiritual kingdom that lives in our heart. One day it's going to become a literal kingdom. But right now it's a spiritual kingdom. And if we're going to learn how to live in the spiritual kingdom, then we have to learn the spiritual principles that make the kingdom of God work. And this parable is one of those. And it's the parable, it's often called the parable of the sower. It's not about the sower at all, it's about the seed. And the seed, when you study the parable, is the word of God. And it's all about your heart and the word of God. And some of the seed fell on a stony path. And the seed could not go into the ground. It just sat on top of the ground. And so the enemy came and stole the seed. And some of you, your heart is like that. You get so much traffic. You got Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity. You've got... Uh, CNN, you got Fox News, uh, you've got rock music, you've got country music. I'll give you a little hint. If you'll play your country music backward, you'll get your truck back, your wife back, your dog back. If you play rock music backwards, suddenly it all starts making sense. Oh. Whatever, but see, whatever, whatever traffics your heart will build a hard path. And the Word of God will come. This sermon you're hearing this morning, it will come. And the word of God will land on your heart. But it won't be able to take root. It won't be able to go down. Because your, your heart is hardened from the traffic that comes. That's why we must be careful with what we allow through our eye gate and our ear gate. 
because it traffics and it builds a path in our heart. Come on, amen. The movies you watch, DVDs. So what's trafficking your heart? The second, the second sowing, it fell in stony ground. And it couldn't take root, deep root. Yeah, it blossomed, it sprung up for a while, and then it withered and died. Because it couldn't, it had no depth to it. Because it was, it was either rocky soil or hard pan. And so often that's in our life. Have you ever really gotten a blessing from God and then a few weeks, a few months down the road, it was gone and you went, how did I lose that? How did I lose that blessing? It's because there was no depth. It couldn't take deep root. And so it couldn't sustain. And then he talked about seed that fell among weedy soil. The cares of this world. Worry about finances, Worry about the future. Worry about, oh, oh, where's this world going? Worry about this. Worry about your kids. Worry about that. I have people tell me, well, you know, I can't help it. I'm just a worrier. Stop it. Worry just fills your heart with weeds. Too much stuff in our life. Americans have a huge problem with stuff. It's amazing. What we call poverty, we still have big flat panels on our walls and wear Nike shoes. And we call it poverty. The rest of the world, what they call poverty is they have a dirt floor. Where our kids are ministering in Croatia. The average Croat makes $600 American a month. 600 American a month. But when they pull up to the gas pump to fill up their car, it's $12 a gallon. When they go to buy the cheap hamburger, it's double what we pay here. See, folks, we, 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 don't, we don't understand. We, we have way too much stuff in our life. And because we have way too much stuff in our life, it fills our heart with weeds. And so when the Word of God comes in, it gets choked out because we have way too much stuff. That's why one of the things Wanda and I have seen over the 47 years of ministry, one of the major differences today as opposed to even 25 years ago is the fact that, that a regular church attender today is they get here at least two times a month. Back then, it was at least two times a week. But see, our, our culture has so dramatically changed because we have, we, have, we have so much demanding our time. Many of you have trouble getting time in the Word of God every day. But you're on Facebook every day. See, too much, too much stuff. And it chokes the Word. Are you tracking with me? And, and so, so as this parable goes on, 
Jesus is giving this parable and the disciples look at him and go, why do you speak to the people in parables? He said, because they see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't hear. And they don't have a heart to receive. Listen, but he said, but to you, it's been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom. It's been granted to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom because you have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive. Your heart is like the good soil. And that seed goes down into that good soil and it brings forth 40 and 60 and 100 fold. And you get to know the mysteries of the kingdom. And church, I'm saying to you today, I am asking you, will you please let Almighty God do a work in your heart. Break up where there's been too much traffic. Break it up. Will you let the Holy Spirit break up the deadpan and get the rocks out so the roots can go deep? Will you let Holy Spirit weed out your heart and just get rid of some of that stuff? I've had to leave my smartphone in the bedroom when I get up in the morning and I go out so that it's not distracting me. I can keep my attention on the Word of God and on Holy Spirit. We got too much traffic. I've said to people, if Holy Spirit ever allows me to retire, the first thing I'm doing is stomping my smartphone and going back to a flip phone. I have to have a smartphone now because people expect to be able to get a hold of me anytime, any moment, 24 hours a day. Come on. Okay. And, And I understand that. I get that. Because that's the culture in which we live. But I want to tell you something. I am not going to let the culture in which we live fill my heart with weeds. I want the Word of God to be able to flourish. Because I want to live in the full measure of the kingdom. Amen? Amen. And the second thing Jesus did here with his disciples is he warned them about the wrong leaven. And he said to them, look, the the kingdom of God has a completely different culture than the world. And, and, And he used the analogy of leaven, the leaven of Herod and the leaven of the Pharisees. And and he's wanting them to understand there's a completely different culture going on here. Okay? You go ahead and go to that next slide for me. And, and here's, here's what he's talking about, okay? When he talks about the leaven of Herod, Herod was completely into the government system of the world. And so the, the, the leaven of Herod is where we operate the same way the world operates in its authority and power. And, and its position Power and prestige. Say it with me. Position, power, and prestige. That's, that's, that's what the, the whole world leaven is about. Okay? And you got to dress for success. Well, that's when I was growing up. Today, I, I'm not sure how they get that. But it's dressed to be cool. Okay? They, they wouldn't be caught dead going to 
Walmart or Goodwill to get there close because it's got to it's got it's got to have the right brand, the right look, the right all that stuff. Because it's about prestige, power, and position. That's that's the leaven of the world system. And so they use domination, intimidation, and control. It's rooted in humanism, materialism, and pragmatism, and relativism. Humanism, materialism, pragmatism, materialism. Rational, rationalizing everything. And the whole attitude, if it, if it works... Well, if it works, but, but what, what if it's dishonesty? doesn't matter. If it works, if it, if it gets done what we need to get done, who cares? The whole idea is success, prestige, power, position. That's the world system. And Jesus is saying the kingdom of God doesn't operate that way. I wish I could help so many then the kingdom of God, get that. It's not about if you've got a television ministry. It's not about if you have a mega church. It's not about if you have that power, that prestige. It's not about that. It's not about your personal success. Come on, get over yourself. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and the kingdom of Almighty God. Get over yourself. And then he warned them about the leaven of the Pharisees because that's what it's all about with them. You see, with the Pharisees, it also was about position and power and prestige. But how they got there was with a different means. First of all, it had to be pedigree. You'd be born to the right family. Had to come from the right community. How can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Are you kidding me? This guy can't be a prophet. Oh, you're right. He's not very much. He's only the son of God. Had to have the, wear the right kind of clothes. You had to wear your phylacteries just right. And they would, they would make sure that when they went into their prayer time, somebody was there blowing the shofar to let them know, oh, yes, oh, yes. Rabbi Shlomo, oh, look at what a man he is. So it was all about position, power, prestige. But doing it through religious means. And you had to say, holy. Just correct. It's all about that. It's all about that. Just as carnal as the world, but done in the garments of religiosity. And you talk about criticalness, a judgmental spirit. You talk about legalism. Do do you get this? Do you get this? To a Pharisee, it was okay if your ox fell in a hole to pull the ox out so you could work on the next day, but you couldn't. It, it, it's Sabbath. It's okay. 
It's okay. It's the Sabbath. No work on the Sabbath. But you've got to have your ox the next day to work. So it's okay to pull him out of a, out of a hole. Are you tracking with me? It's okay. But to heal a lame person that had been lame for 30 years was a sin? Their religiosity wasn't about people. It was about prestige, power, and position. Not about people. And here comes the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, the kingdom of God is near you. And it was all about people. And love and mercy and grace. Because the culture of the kingdom of God is completely upside down to the culture of the world. The world is all about position, power, and prestige. And the kingdom of God is all about people. And restoring people. And rescuing people. And God's love and mercy and grace to people. And church, look at me. When church becomes about anything other than people. And God's love and mercy to people. We've messed it up. It's not about, do I wear my hair just right? So, so I am holy. <laughs> of course, it's hard for me to wear my hair anyway. <laughs> I, I don't, when, when, when I came in to Christianity... It was during the Jesus people days and they had stringy jeans and long hair and they ironed it and it just, just you know, and, and it was all just about loving people and caring for people. And didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't have, we, didn't, we didn't have any trappings because we didn't know there were trappings. And then, and then I, got into, I got into church and I found out that I was a sinner because I went to movies and, and I went to dances and 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 I went. Oh, that's wrong. I mean, I, of course, what I did after dances was wrong, but I didn't. I didn't know. I was learning. And then and then when I got into Pentecostal circles, I found out that there was a whole list of stuff. I mean, it was it was there was a whole list of stuff. It was amazing. And I looked at that and I thought, I, there's no way I can match up to that. And I, I thank God I had a spiritual father that helped me understand it was a whole lot more than about did you wear jewelry, didn't you wear jewelry, did you cut your hair, didn't you cut your hair, did you wake up, wear makeup, did you wake up was a good idea. But <laughs> they, they, they did encourage you to wake up. But it, it wasn't necessarily about, you know, did women or did they not wear makeup, you know. Of course, I've always kind of thought, you know what? <laughs> Uh, if you're going to go out there and paint your barn so it looks decent, it might be a really good idea to let your wife do some things to. They got it. They got it. I'm in trouble. No, I. But it's. <laughs> 
you might want to pray for me this afternoon. <laughs> Listen, this is kind of a hard message. I had to, I had to get some humor in here for you so you can, you could, how, how many know medicine goes down with honey just a little bit better? Okay. But I, I would like you, I want you to understand that the kingdom of God is not rooted in pedigree and legalism and how that is. And, and I want to come back over the next couple of weeks. I want to talk with you about the culture of the kingdom and how the culture of the kingdom works. Because listen to me really, really carefully. Listen to me, please. The culture of the kingdom brings liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It is for freedom that Christ has made you free. Stand fast in the freedom wherewith Christ has made you free. If the Son has made you free, you're free indeed. And the kingdom of God is a kingdom of miracles. It's a kingdom of miracles. He can take a wicked sinner like myself. I was so filled with hate. So filled with evil and immorality. I was so filled with with junk. And Jesus transformed my heart. And lifted me out of that and made me a new creation. And he has done the same for you. Come on. It's a kingdom of miracles. I've been given up by 11 specialists that I would never walk again. And look at me, dear ones. Jesus Christ brings miracles and signs and wonders. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. It is a kingdom of mercy. It is a kingdom of grace. It is a kingdom of light. It is a kingdom of goodness. It is a kingdom of righteousness. It is a kingdom of holiness. It is a kingdom of liberty. It is a kingdom of freedom. It is a kingdom of miracles. Almighty God wants you living in his kingdom. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. We are so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 541-567-4486 or email us at info at winacity.com.